0: Greetings and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian. My God-directed goal with this podcast is to help us interpret current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview. As God's children, we need to understand what the enemy is doing, what God's plans are, and how God wants us to respond. I'm all about helping people discover and live in life-giving truth in order to experience all the hope and victory truth provides. Today's podcast is the second in a mini-series to help us understand the realities of the two spiritual worlds we live in and to choose to embrace the power and authority over evil available to us through faith in Jesus. Last week, I had us consider the importance of faith, not only having faith, but proclaiming faith. If you didn't hear that podcast, I recommend you do because it's the foundation for this mini-series. In this three-part series, I seek to have us understand, embrace, and wield the authority and power we have in Christ with all urgency. I have seven points I'm covering with last week's, this week, and next week's podcast. It's imperative we learn to grasp the essential importance of faith, to know the vast differences between God and Satan, to understand and embrace the importance of repentance, to understand the coexistence of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell, to understand and take hold of our new identity in Christ, to understand the natural and the supernatural realities of our existence, and to understand the rules, rights, and limitations of spiritual warfare. The reason this mini series is so important to me is because I have learned the extent of our ignorance, even as Christians, and perhaps most especially American Christians. With emphasis on today's focus, which is the power of agreement, I want to first appeal to my brothers and sisters around the world who do not live in America. On behalf of all of us who profess to be Christians in the United States of America, I ask you to please forgive us. We have had the privilege of living in a unique nation that I firmly believe was established in covenant with God, a nation that allows us to enjoy self-evident truths that all men are created equal and are endowed by our Creator with certain, unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have enjoyed the blessings of freedom and liberty that many other nations do not promote. America has been a nation of tremendous opportunity, attracting untold numbers of people to leave their homelands and come to America to pursue their dreams. While America has enjoyed the reputation of being a leader of the free world, there have been evil, sinister plans underway for decades and even centuries. To bring about the collapse of this nation, America is no longer ruled by a government established for and by the people. Instead, an oligarchy has taken over. People have been selected for governmental positions who will take orders, who are compromised, and even blackmailed. Other nations have been taken over in similar fashion, while the free world has held out hope for America. But as of today, it looks very bleak, not only for America, but for the world. I understand there's the BRICS Alliance, which includes Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, who seek to create a currency to allow them to break away from the dependence of the United States dollar, and understandably so, with the oligarchy in control of America printing 30% additional dollars in the last 30 months alone, which of course hurts the economy of the whole world. And concern for world economy grows as America is presently portrayed as a fallen state. In addition to the BRICS countries, Iran, North and South Korea, Pakistan, and others are getting together to have a new currency so they won't have to deal with the United States reserve currency. Those who want a one-world government under the World Economic Forum, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and the World Health Organization have been working for the collapse of America for a very long time. Today, The world views America as a warmongering nation, no longer worthy of their hope as a leader of the free nations. Because it has taken us in America so long to realize our plight and the impact our gross ignorance has had on you who live in other countries, I ask you to forgive us. I ask for your complete forgiveness, immediately followed by a request for your renewed faith, not because we deserve it, but because God is faithful. This nation was in fact established under God and God has a covenant with America and America will not fail or fall. Yes, God has allowed us to come dangerously close, the pain of which he has used to wake us up. And believe me, more of us are awake today than ever before. God is faithful to his remnant when we cry out in repentance and brothers and sisters around the world, we have been seeking God in all earnest in repentance and expectancy for his deliverance. America shall be saved, and we will once again become a beacon of hope for every freedom lover around the world. Listen to some of the advances we've made in just this last week alone. Southwest Airlines has been ordered to pay $5.3 million to a pro-life former flight attendant. A New York judge has ruled the state's COVID-19 quarantine rules as unconstitutional. Another headline reveals a global recall of all vaccines called by brave doctors and medical professionals, and they're making headway. Additionally, there are massive changes with the European Union Parliament, with several resigning, including Boris Johnson. The Biden administration is also suffering an unusual number of Democrats resigning, as intricately outlined in an article in the New York Times. We're also seeing mass resignations in Israel. Estonia, and the Italian governments, with indicators that Canada's Trudeau and France's Macron will be next. And recent headlines reported the Netherlands partnered with the World Economic Forum to advance plan a food shortage through farm bans. Farmers all over the world are raising up in protest. Farmers in the Netherlands and in India are just two examples of the protests. Other headlines reported a supermarket owned by the Bill Gates Foundation in the Netherlands that sells fake meat had caught on fire in the middle of the night. In response to the latest crisis claim, Eva Velardingerbruck lays it down on the communist agenda. She delivers a bombshell calling the World Economic Forum's nitrogen hoax and she promotes the Second Amendment. And the massive Georgia Guidestones in Georgia have been completely destroyed. The cause of the initial destruction is uncertain, but because of the structure being rendered unsafe, the rest of the monument, many, myself included, believe a satanic, was destroyed. If you want to learn more about the Georgia Guidestones, please listen to my podcast titled Truth Revealed Through Crisis. You'll find a link to that podcast as well as all these other intriguing headlines in the show notes. All these headlines and more provide revelation of truth, truth about evil and darkness that had been concealed for decades, even centuries. As God causes more and more truth to be revealed, more and more people are waking up to the fact they've been deceived, which actually enrages us. And in this new atmosphere of awareness, we are uniting in agreement and we are empowered and fueled by truth. We can expect to see more and more headlines exposing evil in the days and the weeks to come, which God has promised through his prophets. And while this is most certainly all very good, it is also going to be very messy and not for the faint of heart. Today, in 2022, we are seeing a far different response worldwide than we saw in early 2020. In 2020, when government leaders and those in positions of influence claimed anything we readily believed them and complied with everything they imposed, even when it grossly violated our rights, freedoms, livelihoods, and our health. Why are people responding so differently today than in 2020? Because God has shed the light of truth on the lies and deception to wake his people up and to bring us into the power of agreement. It has always been the plan of God for his church, the ecclesia, to occupy which is to maintain primary influence over the world until Christ returns. Unfortunately, the church has failed in recent decades. However, we are living in a time of God's intervention to set the mission of the church back on course. You have an important role to play in God's plan, so I'm asking you to put aside every distraction to hear what God has to say to you today. I'm bringing you practical equipping insights about the enemy, and a renewed call to do and be all God has intended for you. You need to understand your own personal condition, the condition of the world, and the conditions God has for us to satisfy in order for us to see His will done on earth as it is in heaven. I woke up Sunday morning, July 12th, aware that this week's podcast needed to address the power of agreement. I spent the day writing the message for this podcast and was ready to record it on Monday the 13th. Then, as I often do, I listened to Elijah's Dreams with Steve Schultz interviewing Johnny Inlow. I heard Johnny expressing elements of the same message God had put on my heart, so, with affirmation, I want us to consider the power of agreement and how that can be used for good or for evil. In these past couple years, God has been calling his people to transition from the Church to the Ecclesia, as Jesus always intended. In Matthew 18:18, 18, 18, we read Jesus saying, On this rock I will build my church. Now many have interpreted the rock to mean the Apostle Peter because his name means rock. But a more careful study reveals Jesus meant the rock to be the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which makes much more sense if you just think about it. Why would Jesus build his church on Peter and not on himself? Next, the word church in that passage in the original language was the word ecclesia, which I've shared before means an effective authority, a governing body with power to effect change. With this in mind, understand the power of agreement God is currently calling his people to is that of a cause and not a concept. Now, here's what I mean. For decades upon decades, Christians have been united in the concept of church. A concept is a general idea, a general notion, an idea, or a theory. Being united under a concept is the same as being members of a social club. This is why the enemy has continued to feed our delusion, believing the church should stay out of politics, governments, or any other mountain of society except religion. The enemy knew, in this way, we would simply be preaching to the choir. Even if we were winning souls in the thousands daily to the concept of Christ and the church, the enemy knew we would be absolutely no threat to him, allowing him to advance his evil schemes without resistance. God wants us to be united in Christ's cause for his church. To be part of a cause is to be aligned with a person or thing that gives rise to action, phenomenon, or condition. A cause is a principle, aim, or movement that because of deep commitment, adherents are prepared to defend or advocate. As the Ecclesia. Our cause is to fulfill Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to 20 to make disciples of all nations according to Christ's example, which included forcibly commanding the enemy of God to release what he has stolen, and for us to occupy and subdue the earth, or the nations for Christ, until he returns. Christ's cause is for God's kingdom will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, in and through us. We've been wrongly praying for God to rescue us and do what needs to be done when God is expecting us to apply Christ's power and authority already given to us to do what we've been commissioned to do. God is done with his people playing church. Now he's forcefully and abruptly calling us out and calling us forth to confront the gates of hell on every mountain of society. When God's people are united in the cause of Christ's church, or better stated, ecclesia, When we are rallied in the power of this agreement, the enemy will be scattered and his plans shattered. And this, my dear listeners, is exactly what I believe we are starting to see this very year all around the world. Amen. No longer can we afford to be united in the power of agreement for our concept of church. No, we must be united in the power of agreement for Christ's cause given to the church. I believe all the evil God has been exposing since 2020 is for redemption of all those who will choose light over darkness, good over evil. Prophecies have been given for decades about a time of a great harvest of souls who come into the kingdom of God, and I believe with all my heart what we've endured, especially since early 2020, has been for thousands of people to come out of the darkness and into the light. God has violently established circumstances so that those who come to Christ now come to reject the long-standing, ineffective ways of the church, united by a concept, and instead readily join to be part of Christ's cause for his triumphant church. First, let's understand faith is the currency of heaven. For us to see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven, we need to believe what God says without doubt. Any measure of doubt will interfere with the full manifestation of God's perfect will. We learn this from James 1.6, which reads, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So any measure of doubt or unbelief will hinder God's perfect will. But understand, this does not mean God is not all-powerful. God is utterly all-powerful. At the same time, in His wisdom he has determined the rules and the conditions for his will to manifest. Faith without doubt or without unbelief is tantamount to seeing God's will done in your life. Recall Jesus was unable to perform the mighty miracles in his own hometown because of the unbelief of the people, even though it was his will to heal and provide for them. We need to also understand God has chosen to limit himself to the human will. God will never do anything against our will or our chosen desires. This is why there are so many passages in scriptures, both old and New Testament, that specifically address the condition of our heart or our heart's desires, and how we will each one receive according to what we have determined in our hearts, both good and bad jeremiah seventeen nine verse ten states quote, "The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give to every man according to his ways." according to the fruit of his deeds. And Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 32 reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Some translations say their debased or reprobate minds. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, Haughty, boastful, inventors of all evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. End quote. These two passages alone should make us soberly reconsider what we believe in our hearts. Conversely, Psalm 37 4 states, delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and john 15:7 instructs if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you End quote. god has done and will continue to do everything possible to reach our hearts in such a way that we realize our plight without him and we willingly choose to believe in and receive jesus as our savior and lord but As history has revealed, not all will choose to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Those who outright reject God, and I firmly believe this means those who repeatedly reject God, even though God continues to pursue them and gives them more than ample opportunity to choose allegiance with him, as God did Pharaoh in the book of Exodus, they will receive according to what they believe, according to whom they choose to be aligned with. The Bible is clear God did not create hell for humans. He created hell for the fallen demonic spiritual beings. We read in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But unless a person willingly chooses to be aligned with God, they will spend eternity in hell with the demons, who also rejected God. Understand God does not send people to hell, as many wrongly believe, People choose hell for themselves by rejecting God. God is not about to force people into heaven against their will who are kicking and screaming not wanting to be in heaven. I believe God continually makes clear to those in danger of being condemned precisely who and what they are choosing and who and what they are rejecting. God himself is love, so to allow people to remain ignorant would not be loving. Let's think rationally. God is already gone to tremendous lengths to demonstrate his love for us. While we were yet sinners and completely enemies of God, Christ died for us. The second person of the triune Godhead died in our place, so anyone who wills can be rightly restored to God the Father through faith in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you see why God, in his love, has had me bring the message of the power of agreement today? For a very long time now, I have shared I believe we're living in a three-year plan of God's. 2020 was the first year of exposing all manner of evil and corruption. The year 2021 was the year of continued exposure and bringing people into accountability. But this year of 2022, we will see both judgment and justice or reward at the hand of Almighty God. Amen. This year of 2022 will be both a great and terrible year for people depending upon who they have chosen to align themselves with. I believe we will see this very year God extending his hand of judgment, which simultaneously brings justice. God does not want you to be ignorant. He loves you far too much to allow that. But if anyone continues to reject God, they will find themselves receiving according to their own willful choice. Now, regarding the differences between God and Satan, let's consider the following. The enemy is finite in proximity god is omnipresent everywhere present the enemy is limited in power god is omnipotent all-powerful the enemy has limited resources god is sovereign over all things the enemy is all about death god is all about life the enemy is a liar god is truth the enemy is all about hate god himself is love the enemy is a deceiver God is straightforward. The enemy is already defeated. God is victorious in all things. With just this list of contrasts, it seems anybody in the right mind would readily choose God. Ah, but you see, there's the problem. The mind of humanity is born into this world fully corrupted by sin, making each and every one of us enemies of God. Sin is the fallen condition humans have inherited because of the first man and first woman rejecting God. They thought they were choosing their own way, but in reality, they were deceived by Satan. He enticed them to reconsider all God had said. Satan planted seeds of doubt in their minds. And while Adam and Eve thought they were making a choice unto themselves, in reality, they rejected God and embraced Satan in the process. There are only two allegiances humanity can have, either God or Satan. We have two choices. There is no middle ground. There is no third choice. But Satan is so very good at his deceptions. To this very day, he entices people to make choices they think are middle of the road, choices they think are neither for or against God. But in truth, to reject God on any level is to choose Satan. There is no middle ground. If you or anyone you love has been trying to live in philosophies, ideals, thoughts, or opinions that are contrary to the Word of God, that are contrary to what God has clearly identified as righteous and good, then you are choosing to align yourself with Satan, which is an extremely dangerous place to be, especially in the very days we are living. I know there are people who claim to be Christians. They are entirely convinced in their mind that Jesus is their Savior and they will go to heaven when they die. But did you know that even the demons of hell believe Jesus is the Savior of the world? We can read that in James 2.19. Simply believing Jesus is who he is does not put you into a right relationship with God the Father. No, the Bible is clear. A person must believe in their heart that Jesus is Savior and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord of their life. And then, by maintaining this relationship and not trying to mix anything else in, not seeking to adulterate the relationship with Christ, then they can have the confidence and hope for their future in heaven. Simply claiming to be a Christian doesn't make it so. But when a person has fully embraced Jesus as Savior, and they choose to be submitted to Him as Lord, then they are given a new spirit within, one that entirely replaces the naturally born dead and sinful spirit with a new and pure spirit. In this newly transformed condition, people are born again, spiritually born again, and then they are able to have an unhindered relationship with God the Father through faith and submission to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are living in sober times, so I have to ask you to honestly evaluate yourself. Where do you stand in your relationship with Jesus? Have you tried to have him to be your Savior to keep you from hell, while you continue to live as you please? Can you imagine how utterly insulting this is to Jesus? Can you see how attempting to accept only part of what Christ died to give you makes a complete mockery of the cross? Ask anyone who ever chose to place their faith in Jesus as Savior and Lord what their life is like with Jesus as Lord instead of them trying to maintain lordship of their own life, and they will tell you the difference is literally night and day. If you know my story, then you know I am among those who thought I was a Christian and I thought I would go to heaven because I said the prayer that the Sunday school teacher suggested when I was a little girl and I believed Jesus was my forever friend who would keep me from hell. I continued to live my life as I pleased, which was entirely consistent with the ways of the world until I was nearly 30 years old. At that point, having made a complete mess of my life, I cried out to God in all sincerity, I told him if he could take my life and make something good out of it, especially since I'd proven on my own all I could do was make a mess of my life, then I wanted him to be both Savior and Lord. And I have to tell you, what I experienced next, I'll never forget. God spoke to me, not in inaudible words or anything like that, but in my heart. He revealed to me all the reasons I had avoided him and how he was the true love and the truth I was desperately seeking. My life has never been the same, and I have absolutely no desire for anyone but Jesus to be Lord of my life. Considering what the Lord has revealed for me to cover in this current mini-series, I think this is the appropriate time to talk about embracing the importance of repentance. I don't want us to simply understand repentance. I want us to embrace the importance of repentance, especially in light of the power of agreement. Earlier, I stated Satan is finite in his presence, whereas God is omnipresent, everywhere present. Additionally, Satan is limited in his power, whereas God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God does not need anything from us to accomplish his will. Satan, on the other hand, needs all he can get from us to accomplish his evil and destructive schemes. The enemy of God has no more power than we give him. This is exceedingly important for us to understand. The way God has ordered the interaction of the natural and spiritual life on earth means that whomever we align ourselves with, whomever we agree with, determines what happens on earth. Again, God does not need anything from us for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. He can operate entirely independent of us. However, because his desire is for us to have a relationship with him, in his wisdom, he has chosen to work in and through his people. When we repent of our natural evil ways, which is to agree with God in his ways, God's power is magnified in and through us. Remember, it was unbelief in Jesus that prevented him from performing miracles in his own hometown. Conversely, it is faith in Jesus that opens the way for God to work in and through his people. When faith in Jesus is elevated, the kingdom of heaven is advanced on earth. This is the power of agreement at work with Jesus as Lord. At the same time, the enemy can only work playing off of the power we give him. When we live in doubt and fear, anxiety, dread, worry, and the like, we are not aligning ourselves up with the revealed character, will, and intent of God, which gives increased power to the devil. Again, there's no middle ground. When we choose to sympathize with philosophies, ideals, opinions, and such that are contrary to the revealed righteous ways of God, We give power to the enemy, and he is able to advance his wicked agenda. This is the power of agreement at work with the devil as Lord. The power of agreement is what the body of Christ on planet Earth today must be focused on. As more and more of us have awakened to the truth of the evil being perpetuated against us, we are uniting in our desire to see righteousness reign and rule to the defeat of sin and evil in our midst. Now, in closing... I want to emphasize one last yet very important point that I briefly mentioned earlier. The enemy has limited reign, whereas God is sovereign over all things. The enemy is finite, just like you and me. He can only be in one place at one time. He relies on his ranks and his files and the people of the earth that he is convinced to do his bidding. In contrast, God is sovereign over all things. However, and this is what I want you to truly understand, Just because God is sovereign over all does not make God responsible for all. Remember, God has chosen to give all spirits and all human beings free will. We have our own will where we can choose what we want to believe and who we want to be aligned with. God will never oppose our will. We will, each one, receive in life and in the life hereafter what we personally choose. Lastly, I want you to understand God's love is unconditional but his promises aren't. Most of God's promises are conditional upon our personal response, and that includes salvation, which determines our eternal destiny. Our personal salvation is not simply bestowed upon us. It is offered to us, and we are given the opportunity to believe and receive or refuse what God offers. Some of God's promises, such as Christ's second coming, will occur regardless of what we think or believe but most of God's promises for us are conditioned upon our response. The power of agreement for us as individuals and as a corporate body is immense. The last thing the devil wants is for us to realize the power and the authority we have in Christ, especially when we are in agreement. I pray you've come to a point of knowledge and understanding that brings you to personally believe in your heart Jesus is your Savior, then confess with your mouth He is Lord of your life, and that you will resolutely join with the other genuine believers to decree and declare God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, to see the power of agreement in Christ overwhelm the powers of darkness in these very days. Next week, I want us to explore more about how we must apply Christ's power and authority to successfully overcome spiritual attacks and spiritual warfare in whatever role we have in life, we'll consider the last three principles I have planned for this mini-series. First, to understand and take hold of our new identity in Christ. Second, to understand the natural and the supernatural realities of our existence. And third, to understand the rules, rights, and limitations of spiritual warfare. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how these podcasts impact you and what you're doing now in response to what you've heard. My email is faith to live by at Pamela To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me get to know more about what you want by completing the form that will be visible once you scroll down the page. And in order for me to continue to bring you the truth the mainstream media is not bringing that I present from a biblical and prophetic worldview, I need my listeners to help financially support this ministry. When you purchase my books or products or services, or services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want and at the same time you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us, so shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for your friends and family, because your support is greatly appreciated. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH at checkout, and you'll get twenty percent discount. And this is the perfect time for me to thank Jeannie. Jill and the Goodmans for their recent financial blessings. Thank you so much for believing in me enough to support me financially. And I want you to know I'm still working on finding which affiliate sponsors I want to have on my program. It's very important to me that I choose people. I vet them completely. I know that their products, their service, their integrity is all that I want it to be and what I want you to experience. My focus is what we all share in common globally, and that's concern for our health and of course our finances. So please know that in the days and the weeks to come, because of my due diligence, I plan on bringing you stellar individuals with products and services that will greatly benefit you. I'll be introducing them to you through different video interviews, so be watching for that. One of my affiliates is Dr. Zelenko's products, his Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. I don't know if you're aware, but your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders, which could include poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I've been personally taking this supplement, and I have been around many people who have come down with COVID, and I have not yet contracted COVID. So it's something I recommend for you to check out and learn more. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB to receive a 5% coupon discount. And if you choose to subscribe, you can actually receive 10% off each and every month. You may have heard Dr. Zelenko recently passed away from a long battle of cancer, but he's left behind a fantastic legacy and tremendous work to help each and every one of us. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through social media. I'm very active there, and I cover a lot more current events than I'm able to here on this podcast. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, and it helps spread the gospel and helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.